Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh boy, buckle up kids, going to be a fun one today. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who's not trashing Kaylee McEnany. Wow, check it out. President Trump going after the most popular member of his administration on the same day he joins forces with Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! A lot of weird things happen in politics, uh, but I got to be honest, this one leaves us with more questions than answers. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? We do not know, but we'll try to find out with help from battling Bill Hemmer, one half of America's newsroom. Arizona Representative Andy Biggs will be joining us as well. And Tommy Laren weighing in on Target's claim that white women are to blame for systemic racism. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. So are we. So we're going to lighten the mood. We're going to do some good old-fashioned talk radio. You don't have to agree. You don't have to be a Republican. You don't have to be a Democrat. You just have to engage in a good-faith exchange of ideas. Remember good old-fashioned America? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? How about it? Well, 888-788-9910 is the phone number. Even if you can't dig it, you just want to call up and be like, you know what? You looked fat on TV last night. And I, listen, I can't even argue with you at this point after the holiday weekend. You're killing yourself the way you eat. you fat f- Look at you. But I will argue uh, with President Trump for a second here off the top. I was on the Ingram angle last night with Kaylee McEnany. She was, of course, the White House press secretary under Trump. She was, of course, the second most popular member of that administration when they left office. Okay, it was Trump, obviously, head and shoulders above everybody else. But coming in second was Kaylee. She's an absolute rock star. Like, Kaylee McEnany couldn't go out in public. We're friends without Secret Service. When we interviewed her at CPAC, we were surrounded by machine guns. Okay, that's how big of an attraction she was. She was a really big deal. Okay, so when we stick up for Kaylee in the aftermath of Trump's truth social attack last night, yeah, a lot of it is colleague stuff because we love her. We've been working with her for, you know, I've known her for, my my goodness, like eight years. But it's not just colleague stuff. Going after Kaylee McEnany is clown stuff. (coughs) It's not good, man. Okay, let me explain this to you really quickly. My job as a talk radio host is to have honest conversations with you, is to tell you how I feel. It's not to make you agree with me. And if there's a percentage of you listening right now that are like, screw this guy, you can call in and say so. That's the joy of talk radio. It's the joy of America is we are all entitled to our own opinion. Freedom! Okay, my opinion is that what Trump did last night was dumb, if only because he's alienating a huge percentage of Republican voters, number one, who just absolutely loved Kaylee and see the transactional nature of how quickly you can throw somebody under the bus. But number two, he's alienating the most valuable and needed constituent in his path back to the White House, which is, are you ready for it? Women. Trump has a real big problem courting women. Okay, and he was just found guilty in a civil court. You can tell me it's a garbage verdict. It's New York doesn't matter. He was just found guilty in a civil court of sexually assaulting a woman. Okay. It's very hard to run for president with that on your resume. Okay. Granted, 
We once had a Democrat who used an intern as a humidor. I believe that together we can make America great again. But the point is, it's a tough thing to overcome. So in alienating, uh, you know, Kaylee supporters, and to be clear, there are millions of them. I mean, she is an absolute rock star in the party. That looks transactional and petty. Okay, but then to have it come on the same day where he's aligning with Andrew Cuomo and saying that he did a better job on COVID than Ron DeSantis did? That is a fact check false. Folks, when you talk about Andrew Cuomo's handling of COVID, the first sentence out of everyone's mouth? He should be behind bars. That should be the first sentence. You know what the second sentence should be? He should be behind bars. Okay, nobody did a worse job with COVID than Andrew Cuomo. Understand, Andrew Cuomo, at the time COVID was hitting us, gave criminal and civil immunity to nursing homes. Said, hey, you got to take in infected coronavirus patients. They're like, what do you mean? It's criminal. People might die. And he's like, no, I'll give you a criminal, criminal and civil immunity. So you don't have to worry about getting sued. You don't have to worry about going to jail. And that's what he did with his executive order. He committed elder side. He mandated nursing homes take in infected coronavirus patients, okay, and made them live amongst the most vulnerable people in our society. Garbage like you just makes me sick. But the garbage pile got bigger because after that, he lied about the death count in nursing homes. So he could get a bigger advance on the self-congratulatory book deal the guy wrote in the middle of the pandemic. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Think about that. This idiot. Okay, think of it as football. This idiot dumped the Gatorade on himself at halftime of a game he wasn't even winning. That's Hansy Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! He was ultimately me tooed out of office because the media didn't want to revisit the story and have the public acknowledge that they were complicit in the whole thing. You understand, in the summer of 2020, Andrew Cuomo was legitimately getting people killed on a criminal level. And the media looked the other way because they were contrasting him against Trump. They wanted to build Cuomo up as a means of tearing Trump down. That was the whole hook. Cuomo is the sexiest man alive. Everybody needs to be more like him. Joe Biden called him the gold standard. And the answer is, I, I don't fully know. We've been leaving it to the governors. Thank God the governors have been moving. Your governor in New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. Oh! You're an idiot! Your governor in New York is the gold standard? Dude, he was getting people killed. But in a means, uh, you know, in an effort to tear down Trump, they built up Cuomo. Do you remember this? New York's Andrew Cuomo has become an outspoken voice in this crisis with his blunt and sobering assessments. You were there for us. And I go, oh, he's smart. And you were honest. You exposed a lot of your own vulnerabilities. A very buzzed about topic about you is your love life. You've been commended for your clear and your calm leadership. Congratulations, Andrew, on your much-deserved Founders Award. You and your brother Chris tied as the most desirable men in New York. Is it true that this was the swab that the nurse was actually using? In scale, this was the actual swab that was being used. That was going to be nice and sweet. I just want a yes, no. The media is a bunch of losers. Do you understand? Okay. They had Andrew Cuomo on every night. This guy's the hero. This guy, this leadership. 
you know, never mind that he's a little frisky with the ladies around the office. You ever seen a grown man naked? But Andrew Cuomo's an actual criminal. Like, he should actually be in prison right now. The guy committed elder side. Okay, and then falsified the documents. Misled the media, misled the state boards. And who testified to all of this? His top aide, Melissa DeRosa. Andrew Cuomo is a criminal. Now, I understand, okay, there's a hotly contested primary, okay, and Trump is playing Double Dragon. If you grew up going to arcades like I did, Double Dragon is a video game that was kind of unique in its day because it was a gang-fighting video game where you could hit anyone with anything. You could pick up a piece of fence. You could throw a barrel at them. You could stab them. You could beat them with a wrench. We'd never played anything like Double Drip, you know, Double Dragon, okay? I mean, we got bad report cards and wound up being the victim in a game of Double Dragon where our parents would beat the hell out of us, but that's largely why we behaved in adult life. But the point being is Double Dragon was a game where you fought in a real unorthodox style. We know that's Trump's way of doing business. We get it. Okay, he's a vicious counterpuncher. But in this case, he was shadow boxing because Kaylee McEnany, and I'll give you her exact quote, okay, was on with Jesse Waters last night. And she didn't say, like, Trump sucks, I'm with DeSantis. She paraphrased a claim by DeSantis' team. Okay, here it is. This is Terry's exact quote. I'm going to read it to you. The DeSantis team would say, you know, we just had polling come out that shows we closed the gap by nine points since we announced in Iowa. Still, Trump's hugely ahead, but they say they're closing the gap. That's their argument. She didn't say it's my argument. She said that's their argument. Trump's response, truth social. This is the most popular person in his administration. You could argue, but you're not going to win. There's, I, listen, I was around these events. No one compares to Kaylee in terms of how she connected with his base, and they loved her. Okay, they hated Pence. They were chaining Hang Mike Pence January 6th, uh, where half the crowd feds, probably. Uh, but there were still other people who didn't like him. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, but here's the quote Kaylee, milk toast McEnany. Just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I'm up 34 points on DeSanctimonious, not 25 up. While 25 is great, it's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. Come on, man. What an idiot. It's a dumb one. Listen, I didn't get on the air and say Trump just lost the nomination. Okay, but the point I'm trying to make is my job is to call balls and strikes and converse with you honestly. I cover politics as if it's sports. Who's winning? Who's losing? Why? Trump's biggest challenge is not the primary. He's winning big in the primaries. Okay, but in the general election, he is a monster liability to the Republican Party. He's the best chance the Democrats have at four more years of Joe Biden. That's just reality. Okay, the media wants him to run so bad because he's great for ratings and he turns out an anti Trump vote. So knowing that to be the case, meaning people will go vote against Trump like they don't vote for Biden. Biden sucks. Nobody cares. Nobody. There's not a guy in Washington that gives a rat's ass about Joe Biden. Tell him like it is. Okay, but the reality is when it comes to Trump, there are enough people who hate him that they'll turn out simply for the pure pleasure of voting against him. Okay, there's enough of those people out there without shooting inside the tent that is the Republican Party. 
So what that was last night, it was an unforced error by Trump. It was, okay? Kaylee McEnany is a gracious enough person that if Trump wanted to apologize and correct the record, he could actually show some humility here and maybe a little discipline and a little bit maybe not message control because he already threw the wild pitch, but maybe take ownership of, you know, an action that potentially alienated millions of voters, voters that he needed, female voters, conservative voters in the primaries. This idea that we're just going to bludgeon everybody double dragon style all the way to the nomination, I'm telling you, it's not going to work this time because he's running against people with better message control. I don't need you to vote for DeSantis. This is not my job. I don't know who I'm voting for. I just know I'm not voting for Joe Biden. Come on, man. No, there's no chance. Okay, but it's now is not the time to make that decision. We got a long primary. They haven't even started voting yet. It's not even a thing. Okay, so we're a we're a long way from home on that. But you have to understand when they start sorting this out, DeSantis has a better record than Trump on everything. Okay, DeSantis did not obey Fauci. He listened to the lockdown edict that came from the top for about two weeks. And then was like, no. I mean, DeSantis basically became Lincoln Fela and was like, Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. And reopened everything. DeSantis did not comply with the mandate. DeSantis did not keep the schools closed, did not deny kids an education. Okay, Trump let Fauci tank his economy and it destroyed any shot he had at a second term. That's just reality. It doesn't mean, um, you know, I'm mad at Trump or he's not my friend anymore or not. None of that matters. I'm just telling you that if the strategy from here to the voting begins in January is we're just going to yell names like rhino and deep state and fake news and globalist, they're going to lose and they're going to lose really badly. So if you care, okay, we should try to get the Trump man back on message. Okay, Kaylee's going to be fine. Believe me, she was White House press secretary under Trump. She was called a lot worse things than whatever the hell he called her on Truth Social. She is a big girl. Okay, she started here as an intern on The Huckabee Show. From that, she became a surrogate for Ted Cruz during the infancy of the 2016 election. That became her working as a CNN panelist, which led to her being the RNC spokesperson, which led to her being the White House press secretary, albeit the most popular one of probably the last 25 years. She was an absolute rock star. So the fact that we're now throwing rocks inside the tent at her, I'm telling you because I care, it's a stupid move by him. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the 
the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. And it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm on the verge of snapping over here. I'm not happy. Not happy. Never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it. All right. Well, let's work that out. Joining us now on the line, uh, someone I would never hit in anger. Uh, we love him. He's out in L.A. He's getting ready for a drag show at Dodger Stadium. Barry's on the line. Hey, man. Awesome. I get a lead in with stripes. Thanks. <laughs> so, there you go. So I'm not – I'm. I agree with you 100% on what Trump said. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I told you this like two months ago. He's, he's going to implode. It's his fault. However, there is no proof out there that DeSantis would do any better in a general election than Trump. Mm -hmm. None whatsoever. In fact, I mean, they've been doing it. I mean, in fact, he's got the, you know, and number two, Trump did not let Fauci ruin his economy. He did. And you proved that because you basically said DeSantis didn't let Fauci ruin his economy. It was the governors who let Fauci ruin their economies. Of course. But Trump, Trump was no- Trump followed Fauci's orders. Trump should have fired Fauci. Like he absolutely should have fired Fauci. You know, that's the thing. He could have fired him. He could have absolutely fired him. Fauci came in drunk with power. Everyone who worked in the Trump administration that's come on this show was like, we hated this guy. He took over the presidency. They all say that. But here's the thing, okay? The reason I would tell you, and we're just forecasting, we're talking sports here, that DeSantis would probably have a better shot is just because he has better message control. Like Trump has an he has an impulse issue, which like we all like his policies and everyone running, if you'd noticed, doesn't really have any policy differences with Trump. They're not speaking to that yet. What they're really speaking to at this point is just character, just a willingness to keep the ball over the plate. Trump is, you know, again, when you're telling me Andrew Cuomo did a better job on covid than anyone, let alone DeSantis, it's crazy. And I'll play a sound later. It's like it's a you know, I get that he needs to beat DeSantis and maybe he will. I don't you know, nothing would surprise me. I didn't think he'd win in 2016. He won the whole damn thing. okay? but it's hard to say DeSantis is the worst governor in the world when you moved your whole family to his state. No. Again, I'm not defending that. I know, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, is you and all these other people keep saying that. But DeSantis has such a better chance in a general election because mm-hmm. there's so many anti-Trump voters. That's true. There's t- going to be just as many anti-DeSantis voters. Not on the they- Trump level. This is the thing. DeSantis doesn't have two impeachments, a criminal indictment, and a January 6th under his belt. Like, that doesn't matter to you or me because we realize the Democrats are kind of full of it and these are jazzed up impeachments and that the indictment is, is garbage. Like, it is, okay, to be clear, but it's still effective to the casual consumer of politics like it's very easy for them already they have it baked into the cake trump is a cartoon villain on the left they're not there yet with desantis you know it will take some doing is what i'm trying to say they're going to call him everything they call trump don't get me wrong it's coming tim scott's going to get called a white supremacist it's going to be hilarious but you know we're just not there yet 
So I think they, you know, the reason they want Trump's is good for ratings and they consider him more beatable. Now, again, anything could happen. That's the beauty of this. We don't even cast another vote till January, Barry. So we get to have this talk a bunch. Are you going to Dodger Stadium to see the drag queens? That's all I want to know. I don't think so. All right. Stay at home. I'll take your tickets. I may not stick around for the post-game show, though. Good call, as always. We're back after this. They're very bizarre. I mean, first of all, Florida had less excess mortality than California or New York. Part of that is because states like California had excess mortality derived from the lockdown policies. Uh, which is really, really avoidable uh, mortality. But if he thinks uh, Cuomo handled it better, that's an indication if something like this were to happen again, he would double down and do what he did in March of 2020. Wow. There's a slob. There's a real slob. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That is DeSantis uh, saying that there is a little clarification needed over the claim that Cuomo handled COVID better than DeSantis did. Okay, here's the thing, man. It's a Republican primary, and uh, everybody wants this nomination. Why? Because they're all going to beat Biden. I agree with that. Okay, Biden sucks. Like, he, pound for pound, he's the worst president any of you have ever seen. Whoever the oldest person listening today happens to be, there's no way you could convince this audience there's been a worse president than Biden. There just isn't, okay? The guy sucks. I don't actually believe he's in charge. He's being run by the bureaucrats. But the fact remains the overall deterioration in the quality of life under this president is it's it's stunning. Like, do you remember the you know, the the film, The Producers, where they're trying to tank a Broadway play on purpose so they can collect the insurance money? That's what I feel like I'm watching. I'm like I'm watching the producers in the movie. The producers, they have that musical number called Springtime for Hitler. It's like we're going to see a musical number called Springtime for Hunter. Hunter's a dirtbag. Seriously, it's ridiculous what they're doing to the country, the border, the inflation, the crime, everything in between. And there's just so much woke nonsense infiltrating our everyday way of life. Everything woke turns to Surely. So in one of the areas where DeSantis has a strength is that he has, in fact, led the way on a lot of issues people agree with but don't want to speak to out loud. Okay, the Parental Rights and Education Act was popular with parents on both sides of the aisle. It didn't ban gay people. The Democrats called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. Democrats are so full of crap. And they called them that because it was a political line of attack. But it drove us crazy because we all knew it wasn't true. I sat here one day and read the entire bill on the air. It was six pages and it never said the word gay once, ever. Okay, what it banned was sexual education and sexual gender identity for kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade. Why? Because they were way too young to be talking about sex. Okay, growing up, okay, we all knew that any adult that wanted to talk to a kindergartner about sex shouldn't be allowed around kindergartners. Correct the mundo. So this idea that it became like, who's this DeSantis guy? Standing up for that thing we all agreed on our whole entire lives until 30 seconds ago. Like, the left is really transactional. They will abandon any and all principle in the quest for power. They will abandon the truth. Okay? They're the ones telling you men can get pregnant. 
Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. But do you understand in the quest to beat them, in the quest to get conservative control of the presidency, you can't engage in their game, meaning Trump abandoning truth, saying, oh, no, Cuomo did better than DeSantis. Okay, what that ultimately means is if DeSantis is the nominee someday, you're going to be watching commercials all over the country of Trump saying Cuomo did better than DeSantis. He's cutting Democratic attack ads against his fellow Republicans. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, you're not getting a lot of Trump attacks right now on specific things Trump did. Do you want to know why? Because the people he's running against really don't want the Democrats in charge four years from now. Okay, Trump doesn't care who's in charge as long as it's him. There's no gracious moment where this guy is capable of stepping aside and saying, have at it, Tim Scott. Go get him, DeSantis. It is hell or high water. And if he loses the nomination, he's going to run third party. That can't be good. And it's good if you're a Democrat because it'll split the Republican vote to some extent, but he won't be the president. But he's going to, you know, he'd break it on the way down if he can't have the toy himself. And that's the problem. Because there's so much hysteria coming into the Republican tent as we speak. Let me give you Joy Reid yesterday. Uh, yesterday, okay? And I know, listen, nowhere in the world would there be a person to be better off if only they listened to a little more Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. But here is Joy Reid trying to get the ball rolling on making DeSantis worse than Trump. This is the hook. Anyone who runs and gets the Republican nomination is Hitler. Every, they're all Hitler. They're all the worst guy who ever lived. They're racist. They're white supremacists. They're going to ban gay people. It's the stupidest thing in the world. It's completely disingenuous. But the Democrats cater to people whose emotions are their facts. Gin them up. This is a bigot. I'm telling you, you can't vote for this guy. So all right, I guess I'll vote for you. I don't want to be called a bigot. But then what improves in your actual quality of life? The correct answer? Nothing. Nothing at all. That's true. That is true. That's why you're hearing rappers like Ice Cube saying, we've been voting Democrat for 60 years. They haven't done anything for us. It's time to think about other options. That's what Ice Cube's saying right now as we speak. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? I guess that means Ice Cube ain't black. It's crazy. What a dumb time to be alive. A lot of these old man politicians will say anything. They just want to be in power. They'll say anything. Okay, but it's stupid. You sound like Joy Reid. Here's Joy Reid saying a DeSantis administration would look like Russia and China and North Korea is what it would look like over there. Oh, shut up, woman. Come on. Really? North Korea? They're starving their population. China, the biggest human rights abusers in the world. That's what DeSantis is doing in Florida. Stop it. Here it is. Clip 18. There is a model for what this little dictator in the making wants to do. Just look at China, Cuba, North Korea, Afghanistan, or Iran, where the government censors the media or force feeds a strict conservative religious ideology to children in schools, deploys morality police to make sure you're wearing what they want, learning what they want, doing what they want. That model also happens to have a name, and it's called totalitarianism, the political concept that the citizen should totally be subject to an absolute state authority. DeSantis's proposal would also require a massive, multi-trillion dollar federal investment in a humongous bureaucracy to control and squash unwanted wokeness. Let me guess, to get Mexico to pay for it? You are so full of shit. I mean, seriously, Joy Reid. That was embarrassing.
There's a model for what this little dictator in the making wants to do. I mean, yo, Ron DeSantis' claim to fame, if you've been paying attention, is that he didn't enforce the government on people's lives. He said if you wanted to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you want to open your business, open your business. He's been the opposite of a dictator in that what he's been giving people in Florida is freedom. The government's not going to choose whether or not you get vaccinated. The government's not going to choose whether or not you can go to school. The government's not going to choose whether you can go to work or you can go out for dinner. You know who supported all of those policies? Joy Reid. That is correct. Okay. Do you remember when it was time to not only fire people from their jobs for not being vaccinated, but it was time to start shaming them? Not getting vaccines. It's time to start shaming them. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. F*** them. F*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. No. Screw your freedom. You're a schmuck for not wearing a mask. We have to stop coddling the morons who will not get the shot. Shame on you. Because as it turns out, the vaccine that they wanted to fire people for, stop coddling the moron, screw you, screw your freedom, the vaccine didn't stop transmission. But the authoritarian wing of the Democratic Party, which is to say the whole thing, was fine with not only firing you from your job if you didn't take it against your will. This is the my body, my choice crowd. Do you remember? You know, my body, my choice. Okay, well, I don't want to get the vaccine. I don't know that it's good for my body. He should be behind bars. That was the response. <laughs> Screw you. Screw your freedom. Let him die on the operating table. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. That choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. I mean, come on, dude. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired. Jimmy Kimmel's terrible. This is what happens when comedy, you know, becomes activism masquerading as comedy. That's what happened to late night comedy. Uh, you know, it's what's happening to journalism. It's activism masquerading as journalism. People aren't reporting objective truth. That's why it bothers me. Like I was mad at the top of the show. Trump went after Kaylee McEnany. Stupid. She's a star in his she's a star in his circle and she's done nothing but right by the guy. She's demonstrated an overwhelming amount of loyalty. Even now, she's not stumping for any candidates. She's calling balls and strikes, and she's pledged to support whoever the Republican nominee happens to be. I talked to her on set last night. We did TV together, just her and I, sitting on the TV set. We talked about it. Could you imagine? Okay, but the reaction is so transactional right now, and the problem is this desperate bid to win the nomination, okay, is coming at the expense of the Republican Party and the country as a whole. Because I got news for you, man. Okay, the Democrats are destroying the country right now. Like, it's a, you've never seen this before. I've never seen this before. Our border is the suggestion now. It's just a suggestion. Nobody's following the suggestion. Come on down. It's great. We've incentivized that. It's humanitarian crisis. It's becoming an infrastructural crisis. The fentanyl is the number one cause of adult death in the country. It's actually bad. Okay, you understand? We got a 40-year high in inflation. The economy's contracting. We're in a bad spot. Okay, crime is through the roof. Because we created a society that has more empathy for the criminals than the cops or their victims. That's stupid. Use your common sense. You really don't want the Democrats to have four more years of this. 
Okay, as it stands, they're governing like we're not going to have four more years. Now, that's not true. I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not a climate activist who tells you we're all going to die on Tuesday if you don't pay up. We love that gig. Please give us money. <laughs> I love climate change the best, man. We're all going to die. All right, let me just pass around the collection plate. Please give us money. That's what they do. Okay, but here is DeSantis explaining the MO. Okay, it's clip 25. Everyone knows if I'm the nominee, I will beat Biden uh, and I will serve two terms and I will be able to uh, destroy leftism in this country and leave woke ideology on the dustbin of history. Uh, at the end of the day, I've shown in Florida an ability to win huge swaths of voters that Republicans typically can't win while also delivering the boldest agenda anywhere in the country. I mean, he's not wrong. OK. And the fact that he's trying to go to war with Joe Biden and the radical left, as opposed to the rest of his party, is kind of what you need, because here's the one thing no one's discussing right now. OK. And I get it. Trump voters feel like they were wronged in 2020 because no one can look out at the world and feel like Joe Biden got more votes than any president in history. It doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to Joe Biden. But to be fair, nothing makes sense to Joe Biden. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, so there's a lot of people that feel like Joe, Trump got screwed out of a second term and the combination of covid and, yes, the cratering economy definitely hastened his demise in that regard and mail-in balloting juice turnout. And because of ballot harvesting and drop boxes and the unprecedented nature in which we conducted the 2020 election, they were just able to juice turnout in both parties. Trump got the highest number of votes for any incumbent in history. Biden beat that. Why? Because it was like the steroid era in baseball. We were hitting more home runs because everything was juiced. Okay, that being said, there are a lot of Trump voters that, hey, you feel wronged. Trump's your guy. You love that he took the fight to the establishment. So did I. I think it's a great thing. Okay, but understand if he's going back to Washington and he wins, he's a lame duck president the minute he gets sworn in. He doesn't actually have the leverage to drain the swamp or fire all the bureaucrats or turn the thing upside down. His election for him would be a validation that he didn't lose in 2020. For the country, it would be a little bit of a holding pattern because he'd be serving as a lame duck president in a divided Congress. OK, historically, he's been very bad for the party down ballot, meaning they've lost every mid mid cycle election under Trump. They have not lived up to what the forecast was. OK, it wasn't as bad as Obama. Obama lost his party more seats than any president in history. Don't be thick, all right? But it's a true story. He lost over a 1,000 seats for his own party during his eight years as president. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, for Trump to get in as a one-term president, no one's speaking to this reality right now. There's actually not a lot he can do. Um, he could stop the bleeding, which is great, and any Republican can do that. But somebody younger like a DeSantis or a Scott, if in fact they get in there and serve eight years, could radically change the country for the better. So that's, you know, probably... In terms of the long-term benefit of America, you probably need a younger Republican who could serve two terms. But if the goal is just, you know, revenge for 2020, then absolutely, you're all in on Trump. Uh, Michael is in Roanoke, Virginia. We'll see what he's all in on. What's up, Michael? Hey, Jimmy. Oh, my gosh. You are making so many great points Whoa. and comedy jokes. So great, Come buddy. on. Come on. Don't, you're not going to get that out of Mar-a-Lago today, but I'll win him back over. Don't worry. 
Hey, look, so, um, you know, big Trump supporter. I was with him from 15, but you're, you're on point. He has had so many unforced errors here lately. Let me bring one thing out that mm-hmm. people maybe have forgotten about. Remember a, a few months ago when Ivanka said, you know, Dad, I'm not going to be involved with the 24 campaign. Mm-hmm. I think that is an influence on him that he doesn't have that's allowing him to make some of these errors because he doesn't have these really close uh, people trying to look out for his best interest. So he's firing off these things that probably shouldn't do. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Well, no, you're right. I mean, listen, I know everyone in that administration, including Kaylee, really well. And I think at this point he's surrounded by a lot of yes men. He doesn't have anybody that would tell him, hey, maybe you shouldn't bash Kaylee McEnany, one of the biggest stars in the administration. Maybe you shouldn't sign with Andrew Cuomo, who's actually public enemy number one. That's the problem. Sometimes you need a no man, not a yes man. You know, you know what I'm saying? That can just talk you out of some of your bad impulses. He doesn't have that at this moment. Doesn't mean he's finished. Doesn't mean he can't turn the bus around. And he's certainly in a big lead in the polls. But the primary is is one thing. The general election is another. And this is the type of behavior that is a sinking battleship in the general election. So we'll see. Maybe they can write the ship. Maybe he was listening to you. I would listen to you, Michael. You could run my campaign. <laughs> you're you're beating the drum uh, when you say people are not voting for Biden. They'll vote against Trump. Yep. Oh, there's so many of those people, and you're exactly right. And DeSantis doesn't have that. Now, nope. don't get me wrong. Yep. They're going to rake him over the coals. Oh, yeah, he's going to get it beaten. By the time this is over, he will have done everything bad that's ever happened. He was the pilot of the Hindenburg. He sank the Titanic. Michael, you get it. We're up against the commercial break. Good call. Get him out of here. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910, the phone number. Of course, not every call makes it onto the air. Uh, We did just have someone tell Mikey I need to stop bashing Trump because we all know who I voted for. Uh, I voted for Kanye, is what she's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! That is a joke I've made on the air in the past where I go, don't blame me. I voted for Kanye. Kanye wasn't even on the ballot. I was kidding is what I'm trying to say, everybody. Are you stupid or something? No, sometimes I'm just bad at delivering sarcasm, apparently, because one of our brilliant listeners was walking around thinking I actually voted for Kanye. I don't tell you who to vote for. That's not the point of the show. It's a good old-fashioned talk show. I'll give you my ideas. You give me yours. We'll chop it up in the next hour with Andy Biggs and Bill Hammer. Buckle up, girlfriend. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, is it ever? And we are back in action. Big Wednesday episode of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We have stacked the radio deck in this hour. Andy Biggs from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona stops by to weigh in on this new debt bill. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Nobody should. And uh, Battle and Bill Hemmer, one half of the America's Newsroom duo, uh, he will be in the House as well. We're going to have a grown-up talk about the 2024 election and uh, all things America. 888-788-9910. The phone number if you want to be a part of the show. 
You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. You could have voted for Kanye like I did. Doesn't matter. Everybody's welcome here in the tent. That is the rule on the show. We call Fox Across America. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Be a Libertarian. Be an Independent. Just do not be a There it is. More Wednesday action to come. If you're watching Failavision tonight, I will be on a live audience edition of the Sean Hannity Show in the 9 o'clock hour. Also going to be on with Kennedy, 7 o'clock on the Fox Business Network. Kennedy, of course, uh, is one half of the Laughs and Liberty Tour. We are in Davenport, Iowa at the Adler Theater. This Saturday night, there are still some tickets available. Uh, The following Saturday, June the 10th, we are in Mesa, Arizona at the Mesa Arts Center. And then June the 24th, you can see us in Kentucky at the Lexington Opera House uh, Saturday night, June the 24th. Come by, hang out with us, have a pop. It's going to be a good time. But right now, we begin with the debt ceiling. Why do we begin with the debt ceiling? Because if you take a look at it from any objective angle, you can only conclude... We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. We've reached the stage now where both political parties run out to the TV and fight over who the loser is in this debt bill, okay? Here's a hint. Everybody, everybody in the country is a loser. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, there's nothing going on. The Rules Committee voted last night 7-6, to which means the debate can proceed now by the full chamber on the agreement. It'll go on later this afternoon. They're predicting they'll both have the votes, and then at that point they all run out to the media and they go, oh, it's a win for us. And the other side's like, nah, screw them. There's a win for us. This is politics as usual. Okay, it was a loss for everybody. They're not actually controlling spending. What they're doing is they're limiting the increase, meaning they're still going to spend more. They're just slowing the rate at which they've done it. Okay, here is Representative Andy Biggs. He's going to be on the show in this hour. Let me give you Biggs's take. It's clip seven. I can't project what will happen with Kevin. I know there's a lot of dissatisfaction. I've been focusing on the bill and trying to get the word out on what I think are the, the problems with the bill. Uh, it's hard to say uh, what will happen with Kevin. Uh, I'm more concerned what's going to go on with the trajectory of the term because does this represent a new coalition and a new trajectory where uh, the speaker is going to go to uh, uh, the Democrats more and more to try to uh, put forward whatever he thinks his agenda ought to be. And that's that's really concerning with uh, to me, and I think it should be concerning to members of our conference. Okay, so I'll make him explain that in plain English, because the one thing about the debt ceiling is it's boring. I tell you this all the time. I hate to get into the minutia of how the procedure works. The only thing you really need to know is we don't have a revenue problem in this country when it comes to collecting taxes. We have a spending problem. Bingo. Okay, we're taking in a record-breaking level of tax revenue every damn year, but the fact that spending keeps on increasing is why we find ourselves in a position of constantly having to extend the debt ceiling. We're not governing responsibly. Here's Nancy Mace from South Carolina on Capitol Hill calling the bill out for what it is. Clip nine. It does not say what we've been told that it does. It doesn't cut spending. It's not a spending cut. They say it's going to cut $2 trillion in deficit over the next six years. This is a two-year bill. And that's just basically a hope and a dream and a handshake that you're going to commit to those spending caps when you may not even be in the majority two years from now. Um, It's bullshit. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a lie to the American people and it's wrong. So there you go. Okay. And she's, I got to be honest with you. 
She's telling you the truth. I admire your honesty. Seriously. Here's Chip Roy from the great state of Texas uh, talking about how he sees it. Clip 10. So we agree that this is about prospective spending. So I've heard a lot of folks talk about it being making sure we, you know, all this is about default. We're always talking about paying our bills. This is really about increasing the credit card for, generally speaking, prospective spending. So what is he saying? Okay. This is not a look into the bank account and a responsible allocation of our assets. This is a look over at the credit card that's charging us high interest and saying, let's throw some more money on there. This could be a problem. It's a huge problem. And that's why this bill as a whole is not terribly popular with people that are true fiscal conservatives. Okay, you can tell me, well, they just got to make a deal. We don't want to default. We're America, blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is how they get stuff done in Washington. This is what the establishment does, okay? They tell you the world's going to end. We're going to default. We're going to go bankrupt. We're all going to be screwed. We're not going to fulfill our obligations. Okay, can't do that with the American people. Okay, can't do that, which I agree. We shouldn't do that. Okay, but it's the looming threat of destruction that ultimately gets them compliments for doing something about the destruction that they created. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how the white folks are doing you. Okay. They created this deadline. Janet Yellen gave us this arbitrary, the world's going to end if we don't have a deal by June 1st. The Democrats who didn't negotiate on this for 97 days step in and go, oh, we're so concerned. We got to do something. And then the Republicans jump into the fray and don't look at us. You could have negotiated. We're all going to die. And then all of them are allowed to abandon their principles because they say, well, you know, we were all going to die. So we had to give them a lot of what they wanted. We had to abandon a lot of our promises. And this is how we wound up in the position we're in with a deal that deep down nobody really likes that's what's going on right now and i i make this point why why do i make this point come on jimmy let us know let us stand behind the magician tell us how this trick works where'd you pull that rabbit out of how did you know it was a jack of clubs come on man we gotta know well this is why okay since every day the whole point of this stupid shelves the whole point of the show is you have like a real person. I didn't grow up with money. I'm probably never going to have any money. If you hung out with me, me and money don't get along. It's just, you know, those on-again, off-again relationships you get into where, you know, every six months you get back together with the person for 48 hours just to remind yourselves of why you weren't together for the previous six months? That's me and money. That's how it works. Whenever we get back together, something bad happens to both of us in a hurry, and we're like, you know what? Maybe not, money. It's not you. It's me. I'm in a weird place right now. The point is, I'm a regular guy. I look at the world through the same lens as you. And I realize, okay, that our politics have become so hyper-partisan. It's now a team sport. We're now rooting for our our party so much harder than we're rooting for our country, okay? And it's become so important for one side to beat the other side that the country as a whole is losing in the long run. That's how we wound up with Joe Biden. You can't elect a guy who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know, the, you know, the thing. That's a real soundbite. That was a year before the guy became president. Do you understand? We have a president that is clearly not all there. And we all knew that. But he got elected anyway. Why? Because it was more important to beat one side than it was to make the whole thing thrive. 
And the point I'm trying to make on this show is we do encourage a lot of crosstalk from Democrats. We do criticize members of the Republican Party because my goal is not to get Republicans elected. Okay, my goal is to get the country back to a good place by reminding everybody who listens to me that the politicians in Washington work for us. Okay, we don't owe them unfettered loyalty to do and say anything they want as long as they beat the other side that we don't like. It's not fun. You don't want to go to a casino and root for the dealer just because you don't like the guy sitting at the blackjack table. That's not necessarily fun. You know, when you watch the World Series, you don't have a team in it, so you just figure out who you hate the most. You don't find the same reward in seeing the side play out the way you want it to. We should be looking for true victorhood. Okay, but we don't have it right now because the country is not the priority. The political parties are and they know that. So they both get away with it. Eighty five percent of Washington is a uniparty. It's pro wrestling, straight pro wrestling. Okay, I tell you this all the time in pro wrestling. Fans of the macho man beat up fans of the ultimate warrior in the parking lot. And while they're beating each other up in the parking lot, the ultimate warrior and the macho man, they're going to Hooters. Okay, and while they're at Hooters, everybody else is fighting. That's Washington. I get to go to the parties once in a while. It was just at the correspondence dinner. I was at some of those swanky mixers the night before, if you remember. I ran into Kamala's husband, Doug Emhoff. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha ha! Whatever. He was a nice guy. I met Amy Klobuchar. She's a little nuts, but she was friendly. Fine. Okay. But the point is, okay... In Washington, at the tippy top of this food chain, there aren't two parties. There's only one, okay? And their way of doing business, their monopoly over the levers of power is very enriching to both of them and their special interests. Money, 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 money. That's what, wa- that's what runs Washington, okay? So this is a playbook that works. Why? Because we're not treating the politicians as our employees. We're treating the Republican politicians as our teammates if we're Republicans. We're treating the Democratic politicians as our teammates if we're Democrats. And the end result is no matter who wins, America loses. That's the problem right now. Oh, we're all going to die. We're going to default. We're out of money. Why are we in this position? Oh, because of you guys, I see. And now you've made a deal and you want a round of applause for all of us. That's what's going on inside of Washington. And it's happening because we happen to be letting them. So I'll be the one guy who sits here day in and day out and takes the heat because somebody needs to call this crap out. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are so fired up to talk to this next guest. When you talk about the most influential thinkers in Congress, this next guest is friends with all of them. He is a superstar representative from the Fighting Fifth Congressional District of Arizona. Representative Andy Biggs, back on the show. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy, thanks. And I want you to know I'm not friends with all of them. Some of them I'm just merely acquainted, okay? That's the reality. (laughs) I appreciate you coming clean about your friendship with AOC. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, oh, the bartender of the stars. <laughs> hey, that is macaroni and cheese chef to you, young man. She's also cooking. She is also cooking. Let's not that. Let's not cooking that. with grease, baby. Cooking with grease. Is she ever? So where are we at on this debt deal? I understand it's like a Real Housewives episode. A lot of wine being thrown, hair pulling. Where are we at? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's where you are, brother. So... Um, you're going to get about 100 to 150 Democrats on board voting for that today. You're going to have probably 100, 150 Republicans vote for it, and then the smart money stays off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's what's going to happen here. And the way the way to think about it is, uh, I'm going to bring this down to your level, Jimmy. This is as, as, <laughs> good for you. As easy as, as, easy as I can make this. Uh-huh. Uh, here's the, here's what's going to happen. They're claiming, and this is this is I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because this is this is not accurate. But they're claiming they're going to save over ten years, uh, 1.3 trillion dollars. That's 130 billion dollars a year. They claim they're going to save. That's about 10 billion dollars a month. Oh, anyway, that's on. what they that's what they say they're going to save. Mm-hmm. But they're all, at the same time, every year they're saving you 130 billion. Guess what? They're also increasing your national debt by two trillion dollars. Oh, that's the program. It's such That's a the program, scam. brother. It's such a scam. And yeah. you know, I appreciate your honesty because this is what they do in Washington. You know, this is true. Okay. First of all, the default deadline, I don't even know that that's real, but I think they hang it over our head and that's their justification for then breaking every fundamental principle of, you know, financial responsibility because they need to make a deal before their self-imposed deadline hits. Is that basically how it works? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is coming from Janet Yellen. You, you remember her, Janet Yellen of there is no inflation. Then oh, inflation is transitory. Then inflation is our friend, uh-huh. and 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 then we ignore it. She's also given us, I think it's seven. We're up to seven or eight different X dates mm-hmm. now. <laughs> and um, just a month ago, she said, "Oh, we're going to have the worst month ever. Going to have the worst month ever." And, and she said that right before the Republicans were doing their their mess. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, as soon as that passed, she said, well, "You know, we actually." We're all surprised here, but we had the best month we've had uh, ever, perhaps ever, you know, in revenue. That's she. She doesn't. This is all driven by political uh, narrative construction to get whatever it is they want. It's such a scam because when you talk about revenue, that's what I come back to as a guy who has to run a household. Okay, yeah. we don't have a revenue problem in this household in D.C. We have a spending problem. Oh, a hundred, hundred percent. I mean, this is. This is the this is the crazy deal here where they say, okay, you know, we're going to just have to – by the way, they're not even doing – they're not even saying they're going to raise it by $4 trillion over 20 months. They're saying, well, we don't even know, so we're just going to put in a debt, uh, a date, a mm-hmm. date, January 1st, 2025. And, it, and then we're not going to put a cap on at all for the next 20 months. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of it. But But – it isn't that we that we don't bring enough revenue in. We're bringing in five five billion dollars, excuse me, five trillion dollars yeah. a year in, in revenue. But somehow we're spending six trillion dollars. That that's a that's a spending problem. But but I, but I uh, love how they characterize that as like a savings though. They're like, well, we were going to spend oh, yeah. seven. You know, we were going to spend seven. We're only going to spend six. Yeah. If it's a made-up number, you can always call it a savings. But the point is we're still spending more than we're taking in. Ergo, yeah, like, no savings. Yeah, oh, no, it's like one of those those suit guys, those guys that come on and say, we got three suits for sale. You know, mm-hmm. normally this would cost you 22000 bucks, But this week, this week only, it's 625 bucks for these three suits. That's what it is. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bait and switch. But and let me let me ask you this quickly, on. okay? Because there were a bunch of people at the time they confirmed McCarthy as speaker. Uh, there were a bunch of people who held out and really put him through the ringer. I'm not going to name names. One of them rhymed with Andy Biggs. Okay. Was, <laughs> yeah. was this yeah. one of the motivators for you guys? Was that he might be a little too cozy to big establishment spending agendas? Yeah, uh, absolutely. In fact, I said one time, uh, in an interview, I said, well, you need to look for the past 13 years, whenever there's been a, bi- a so-called bipartisan debt ceiling, McCarthy's been in leadership for those 13 years. And I think it's four times. He was the guy that was the point man of crafting a deal with the Democrats to raise the debt ceiling, which means that you just keep spending more money. Yep. Yeah. This is crazy. Just and that's what that is what's going on. It's like a, a shopping spree. Remember sh- those game shows where you just whatever you can get oh, into yeah. the cart? It's really yeah. but it always take place in like a Toys R Us or a grocery store. You don't expect to see it in the Capitol, but here we are, shopping spree bigs. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's trying to get something in the cart right now. <laughs> um, not and good. I, I just it's not good. I'm really concerned. I mean right now. Um, McCarthy's trying to, I think he's trying to cut deals mm-hmm. to get some votes on this because the next step is to go have a rules vote on the floor. Yeah. I think it's, I think it may be in trouble a little bit because mm-hmm. uh, the Democrats aren't anxious to help him get to get that. They're going to all vote for it tonight. Yeah. But to get through rules, uh, he's going to have to do something and he doesn't know what the rules count is. So he's twisting arms and making oh, deals. And hell. Who, who, yeah, who knows what's going to happen. You, there's going to be 20 new committees and 20 new committee chairmen. <laughs> and we'll need some funding for those, of course, so get spending. Uh, Biggs, I love you, and I admire your honesty. We're up against a commercial break. Let's do it again soon, my man. All right. Thanks, you're, Jimmy. You're the greatest. There he goes. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and the cable news Kool-Aid has roller skated through the wall once again. Yeah. There he is. He's one half of the dynamic duo known as America's Newsroom, battling Bill Hemmer back in the studio on the roller skates. Man, good to see you. it's good to be with you. I slid in with a safe sign. I do believe I would have gone head first if necessary. <laughs> There's some debate over whether or not you should go head first because of the propensity for injury. Yeah, I know that. But Do you, you think Pete Rose cared no. about that? You know who else didn't care? Who? Ricky Henderson. Yeah, Let me tell you good. something about Ricky. <laughs> Ricky's just going to be Ricky. Right. That's what I love you know about who, it. You know who does care? <laughs> who? Aaron Judge. Yeah. He gets on first base and uh-huh. he puts on a winter mitt. Yeah, he's got it what's, all on there. Going, what's he, up? Looks, he looks like the kid from Christmas Story. He can't put his yeah. arms down. I'm like, come on, now, Judge, steal a base. You tell me, is he injured or is there something I'm missing on they're this? They're just being careful. I think they're just really? being careful. I mean, listen, I then wear him on both hands. I would think, but he's swinging a hell of a bat right now. He's got no doubt. 18 jacks. He hit another one in Seattle last night. They beat uh, up the Mariners, something yeah. fierce last night. I was home two weeks ago in Cincinnati, as you well know. I yep. took my brother to an afternoon game, Reds-Yankees, a great American ballpark, 4 o'clock start. Yeah, we do. take him to extras. You do. Top of the 10. Mm. High and inside, Aaron Judge swinging a whiff. Second pitch, high and inside, swinging a whiff. Feeling good. Third pitch, high and inside, ripped it down the third baseline. <laughs> Yankees win. There it goes. There it goes. It's it's really wild, though. The one thing I love about him really quick 
is uh, it's not often that stars do as many star things in big moments mm-hmm. as a guy like him does. I mean, that was the most endearing trait about Derek Jeter is he wasn't an overwhelming numbers guy, but he was with the game on the line. Yeah. Judge has that cool made-for-this-moment thing going on. Yeah, it's yeah. Very he, Brady-esque. Uh, he had something. He had a catch the other night, right? Yep, yep, and they yep, asked yep, him about it. He said, I hope I can catch it. I'm six foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> the old Willie Sutton, why do you rob the banks? Because yeah. that's where the money is. Indeed. That's still, what they pay me to do. Still is, allegedly. Mm-hmm. The money in the banks yeah, is that. still there, allegedly. <laughs> Willie, but, nowadays, but does anybody really know? No, no. Nowadays, Willie Sutton might not rob that bank. Yeah. He might go somewhere else. He's like, uh, yeah, I thought about robbing the yeah, bank, but they're yeah. collapsing left and right. What a time uh, to be alive, Bill Hammer. All right, we're going to sing the hits. That's what I promised the kids. All right, go. All go. Things what, whatever is on your mind, you just oh, let her rip. Watch this. Moon landing, yay or nay? Yay. <laughs> You have to say that. You're from Ohio. You want to start 1969? <laughs> I'm kidding. I just threw it we out there. We could go 1959. I am working on this uh-huh. documentary for Fox Nation about the moon landing. Yes, I, yes okay. we've discussed this. I know. Of course, of course, yes, of course. Yes, yes, and in some of my research now, I've come across the gentleman who was punched in the face by Buzz Aldrin. So this is a man committed. Somehow that doesn't surprise committed me. Committed to his position. No, this is a principled researcher. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, but his argument was that. We had the Saturn V rocket capability to go into orbit, but we didn't want to run the risk of blowing up a spacecraft on live TV in front of 600 million people. It had to be a concern. So his argument is we went into space. Everybody took a nice float ride around the, you know, the atmosphere. And while we were doing that, somebody was off in Burbank putting together a little moon landing video. Come on. And that's the theory. I don't know that that's true. You talked to someone who believes this? Oh, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. And he says that's what went on because they didn't want to run the risk mm-hmm. of blowing up the rocket did, in front of 600 million people. Did, which, that, did that make your broadcast, Jimmy? Not yet. We're not in the editing okay. phase of this, I'm Hammer. Sorry, sorry. All right, listen, I don't need to be talk- I don't I'm need sorry. To talking to from Bill Hammer. Sorry. Uh, Bill Hammer, uh, Emmy editing nominee in studio right yeah, now. Yeah, I apologize about that. No, it's great. I, I overstepped. No, you didn't. But I'm here's my question. Uh-huh. So when the rocket lifts off, mm-hmm. and let's say it's successful, mm-hmm. It then disappears from camera shot, mm-hmm. right? Late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they pick it up again when? So they go do an Alan Shepard, okay? They have as much footage as they want. It's a John Glenn. They're in orbit, okay? So the uh-huh. rocket gets out there, releases the capsule. The capsule floats around, has a nice couple of days up there taking mm-hmm. pictures of the Earth's curvature. But the actual landing is what he claims was fake. Now, I don't know that it was fake. I don't believe that it was fake. But I'm saying that's the prevailing sentiment. So the reason I brought it up is because these types of conspiracies are born out of the government, people not trusting the government. And it's funny because I had to interview Jim Jordan last week in his office in uh, Rayburn, well, in the Rayburn building. You dropping, no, no, we're going, name, no, no. dropping names and places. Just Ohio guys. I only drop Ohio right. names when you're on the show. Right. Okay. So we're hanging out in the Rayburn, which, by the way, not the friendliest building in D.C. Oh Dana gosh. and I talked about this. <laughs> Nobody says anything in the halls. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. No eye contact, no what? fist bumps. and you More, know, me Worse and, than a library. But, yeah, but you know how me and you are because we're walking down the block. We have a special handshake for everybody in the building, right. fist bumps, moonwalks. Boom. It looks like an NBA intro yeah, they we dim got, the we lights got, we got walk on songs <laughs> at guard <laughs> <laughs> here he comes That's so anyway funny. not terribly friendly but i was talking to jim jordan and he said you know obviously we landed on the moon and his congressional district is district four which is neil armstrong's hometown in wapakoneta ohio yes, so of course he knows we landed on the moon okay but what he was saying is you do have to understand though the government has lied to us about so many things 
But I was like, but aren't you then making the case for the conspiracy side of this? Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But by the end of the documentary, I will have found out with certainty whether or not it happened. Dig it. Okay. That's where we are uh, in the process. I'm good with that. Can I just have one more question. Yes. I'll let you move on mm-hmm. to whatever stratosphere you want to go. <laughs> so if th- th- this was 1969, right? Yes. July. Mm-hmm. When was the next time we lifted off? The, the la- the, so the Apollo 17 was how the many last. Times, how many times have we walked on the moon? Uh, I, I want to tell you three. I think. 72 was the last one. Apollo Correct. 17. Gene Cernan yes. was the last one to leave. Boom. There you go. Last guy out. So if, if we, uh, for the sake of this discussion, because neither one of us want to go to Google right now, but to ruin the conversation, and I won't do that and be rude to you. Oh, Hammer. So landing number two was on the moon? That's what they say. Okay, I got you. So we got three to the moon. We didn't All go right. back. Apparently someone left a bad Yelp review. Mm. It's like it's underrated. <laughs> There's no. Two and a half star. Do you, want, do you want to spend that much money for two and the, a half stars? <laughs> free continental <laughs> breakfast. Yes. It's 237,000 miles away. It's dusty. Do you know how many resorts we hit between here and there? <laughs> no one went. <laughs> but, Amen to that. But no one went back. So it's a, it's fascinating. Uh, but the dock will drop August 16th. And I, Jimmy Fallon, for the American people, will deliver deliver the definitive answer on what really I went dig it. Down. Do we have a name for this? Uh, um, I believe it's called focus. Moon or False. Uh, I believe is the working moon title. Moon or False? Yes. But I think there's there, wow. there could be a you know a okay. reconfiguration. I think I think that's fine. I think the two of you can work on something in the meantime, and maybe we do it one better. Okay, we'll see. Well, the other one they have is something about I got to think of it. There's a couple working titles. You know how it works over on Fox Nation. Yeah. You know how it works. There's a lot of it's like, it's very Pixar, and that's the thing I love about it. So they give you a lot of creative freedom to figure it out. Uh-huh. So we'll figure it out. I dig the, it. We're doing something tomorrow over. named Who Is Xi Jinping? Whoa! Hey now. That's a banger. And he's, of course, the K-pop singer uh-huh. who has all those hits. Yeah. yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, you, you <laughs> the took... kids love him. <laughs> he's a big hit. Uh, well, we're talking about the man who's running China, but there's a lot of debate right now about who's going to be the next guy running this country. Did you have Trump siding with Andrew Cuomo on your bingo card? I did not have that <laughs> yet. And I imagine by nightfall it could change again. <laughs> That, that, that's what I'm thinking. I, I do. I, I think uh, the way they've engaged starting this past weekend yeah. is is it's a new level. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we thought Obama and Hillary were tough, mm-hmm. but that took several months to get rolling. Yes, these guys are already going at it. No, they're going in. It reminds me of old pro wrestling where you can hit a guy with a chair. Uh-huh. You know, the Mister Fuji dust blow it in his eyes. I think one of them should hire Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's what uh-huh. I think has to happen. I think that's the answer. Yeah, if you want to win this title, apparently you're going to have to fight a little dirty. Okay. That's where I see this happening. But they're very much on offense, but on the other side of the aisle, they're playing a little bit of a prevent. Yeah. We don't have a campaign event. I don't yet. even know if you can call it prevent. <laughs> uh, I mean, from what we understand, he's yeah. he's gonna we're talking about Joseph yes. Robinette Biden. Mm-hmm. From what we understand, he's going to use surrogates, yes. celebrities, mm-hmm. social media, mm. very few campaign events. Yep. Seems to be a Rose Garden strategy, perhaps, run from the White House. Yep. Will that be acceptable? It was in 2020. Mm. Will it be in 2024? We shall see. However, I have a prediction, okay. Mr. Phelan. Mm. When the White House, well, not the White House, when his campaign describes what I just said, mm-hmm. um, I do believe that he will make numerous beelines from Washington, D.C. to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, because that's key. It's key for Democrats. Yeah, that's, that's how it. you win the whole state. Yep. I mean, I, I, I think I think it was eighty two percent. That was I think it, that was the it final. It might number. have been higher in mm-hmm. the city of Philadelphia itself. Mm-hmm. If you're a Democrat, that's where you go to win. Yes. Now where to, to to that point, if you're Bill Hammer and you work in the board on election night, 
Uh, when does the process start? When you're like, you know, this is Opelika County and they voted oh, this way. My process? Or does it ever end? My process? Yeah. We started having meetings six months ago. <laughs> it's true. No, I know. We meet once a week. <laughs> I don't doubt it. And we're, we're, we're trying to come up with the best way to. Uh, well, we have to show a couple things here because yeah. we're getting ready for the possibility of a primary yeah. battle between two, three, four, five contenders. Mm-hmm. And you know us, Jimmy. Yep. I mean, we're kind of. You know, we're not sleazy, but yep. we are greedy. And <laughs> greedy people in TV want a good story. Yes, of course and you a, do. And a good story would be drag this sucker out until June. <laughs> and well, the last great one we saw was 15 years ago when yep. Hillary Rodham and um, Obama. Barack uh, Obama went at it. And that, mm-hmm. was, that was a great Great story. A lot of people don't remember how theatrical it was. We had the moment where she cried in New Hampshire. Yes. She flexed a little humanity. Early on, yes. that was. was. Was down a little bit in the primary. Yeah. But she conceded on a Saturday in early June, Washington, D.C., and mm-hmm. talked about the glass ceiling mm-hmm. is not broken, but it has one more crack in it. Yep. I think that was her quote. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me. No, I believe it now. was ultimately her coffee table that had the crack in it. It was a small matter of maybe, a thrown wine maybe. glass. But, but that was <laughs> a good battle. But yes, the only was. the only way you're going to get that now mm-hmm. on the Republican side yeah. is if someone not named Donald Trump mm-hmm. wins Iowa yep. or wins New Hampshire. Yep. Very possible. I mean, Ted Cruz won Iowa in 2016. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this thing plays. But we start out with a pretty crowded dance card. Could we make a, because we're just talking sports here. We're just, you know, calling balls and strikes mm-hmm. and, you know, who he thinks winning, losing, and why. Mm-hmm. How crowded do you think this field is by January? You know what? I'm, didn't we go over this like two months ago? And I think, I think you said seven and I said eight. Yeah. But now well, I think we're both wrong. Well, we're definitely wrong because it's getting more crowded. <laughs> right. But my question is, will they make January? Because Kamala Harris famously didn't make January. Yeah. You know, there were a lot of people that dropped home. out of the Democratic side yeah. before the ball dropped on New Year's well, Eve. She went home at Christmas. I, Based on what I can tell so far, mm-hmm. Trump's got money. DeSantis has got money. Tim Scott's got money. Nikki Haley, I believe, has got money. Mm-hmm. Vivek Ramaswamy's got his own money yeah, if yeah. he needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pence has money. Mm-hmm. I think if Sununu got in officially, he'd be able to raise some money. Okay. Uh, Chris Christie might get in next week. Yep. Um, I imagine he would have well, yeah, resources. He's that, got all the tolls from the George Washington Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and they closed it <laughs> by, that time. But, um, <laughs> hey, there it is. So, I mean, based on that just, you know, mm-hmm. surface level analysis, if if you've got a couple ten twenty million dollars, I I think you'll be able to make it past January for, wow. sorry the first of January for mm-hmm. sure yeah. yeah well it's gonna be it is it's the Kentucky Derby this time around we're gonna have scratches we're gonna have trainers with multiple horses uh-huh. will there be mint juleps yeah. <laughs> come By on some Emma. for sure. <laughs> I love it, Phil Hammer. See you at the bar. Yeah, we're gonna have this conversation. Yes. I've got to go figure out this moon landing thing. I will report back with Dig my it. finding. You're the best. The great Bill Hammer. Watch America's newsroom every morning. Thank you, Jimmy. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the morning show that uh overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. And we are fired up to talk to this next guest, as I say on the show every day. The whole point of Fox Across America 
You can agree. You can disagree. You're still welcome in the huddle. This is like America's family meeting. Sometimes the family doesn't get along. Uh, sometimes the family's in great spirits. Uh, I don't know what this relative is bringing to the conversation, but I have been told she has some concerns about my voting record. Lucy is on the line, and we thank her for her call. Hello, Lucy. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Let's play your clip when you supported voting for Kanye. (laughs) Why do you think I voted for Kanye? That's a joke that we play when I say, like, don't blame me. I voted for Kanye. Replay it. Replay it, baby. Uh, Let me ask you a question. If I could find these clips, because I've probably probably told that joke before— where would you come hang out at my show in Mesa, Arizona, since you're an Arizona caller? I actually have a ticket to your show. What? Come on, Lucy. And you stand. You did. Lucy. Did you did you buy the show to fight me because you think I voted for Kanye? Did you buy the ticket? To, are you going to attack me at the show like Will Smith? Are you a nutcase? <laughs> yes. Well, if you listen you, to the show. Avoid. My, my call was. Do you play the clip that you voted for Kanye? Play the clip. I don't like. Hey, you, you can, Jimmy, you can play every other clip you want on demand at a snap of the fingers. But play you, the clip. I don't have a recorded clip that says I voted for Kanye. Like, we don't record every joke I tell on this show. I tell thousands of them in three hours. So I don't actually have, like, a recorded clip that says, hey, I voted for Kanye. Um, But I also don't have a ballot that says I voted for for Kanye. Let's get there. Who did you vote for? What do you mean? In in 2020? Oh, Did I voted. you vote for Kanye? No, he wasn't even on the ballot in 2020. That's what I don't understand about this. Where would I have voted for Kanye? You're saying like as a write-in? Like, Lucy, here's the point I was trying to make. On this show, we do a thing from time to time called sarcasm that I know you're familiar with. No, no, honey. You had Kanye on there and you wanted to cover it up because it, his political views got dirty. What? Shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard Kanye you, on you this show. You know. I've never, hey, the clip. I've never heard Kanye on this show. Stop talking to me. But what are you saying? So you're saying I had him on the show, I liked him, and because he's now in hot water, I know I'm distancing myself from him, like, strategically? Yep. <laughs> I love this. So is that what you think I'm doing I, I, with... I Play the clip. I don't have the clip. This is the problem. But tell me, all right, understand this. We could go look for it, but I think people listen to the show daily would know that I have joked. Let's just settle this. Who did you vote for in 2020? In 2020? I wrote in Hillary, obviously. Lucy, are you there? You're just another (laughs) dirtbag. We got to save that clip. Well, you would play that clip. I didn't vote for Hillary. Lucy, what's the matter with you, girlfriend? Why are you so worked up? Is it, is it because we're... It's be- why, well, why can you not commit to who you voted for? Lucy, in 2020, I voted for Trump. You know that. That's the point. I'm trying to get to the bottom of what we're doing here. What is the source of your anger? Is it because you truly believe I voted for Kanye, or are you mad that I was criticizing Trump? Let's get you to the bottom. Both away from Trump by by, you know what, I, Jimmy. 
you need to go back and listen to Fox Across America when you just continue to promote Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. <laughs> that didn't happen. I love you. And if you're trolling me, like if you're doing this just to like get me a little nuts, I think this is amazing. But we don't we don't have that tape of me saying Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. I don't doubt he's been in the news and I've discussed him. But that wouldn't be the point as to endorse Kanye West. He might be the only person crazier than me. Maybe even you. I'm not sure. But, Lucy, this was a great call. We're up against a commercial break. But do you know I'll miss you already? Back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. Big hour coming up. On the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not vote for Kanye West. Shut up. Despite the fact there are rumors out there. Uh, but no, I did not throw my support behind him in the 2020 election. Stop talking to me. Uh, but you can start talking to me. 888-788-9910. It's a busy hour. Tommy Laren's going to be here. She's, of course, an outkick superstar. You see her all over the Fox News channel. And she is going to weigh in on the war on White chicks. Here's a new one. Target throwing its weight behind, of all things. We started with this Pride Month display where they were selling Tucket bathing suits for little children. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. For sure. But then it ends with Target saying white women are the problem and they need to stop white supremacy. Shut up. Will you shut up? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on in the world in this moment. But joining me now to make sense of it. Uh, Alex is down in Naples, Florida. He was just outside of Mar-a-Lago moments ago. Yo, Alex. How's it going? Uh, le- le- the last time we talked, just refresh my memory, were we in Clearwater and Kennedy and I were signing yeah. your face? Yeah, you signed my forehead. <laughs> That's another proud moment for both of us, Alex. Well, listen. I, I almost got fu- Byron almost fired me. <laughs> Good for you. No, all, no, all jokes. Um that picture from Mar-a-Lago was from a few weeks ago um, after he got indicted. Oh, wow. So are, yeah. does that mean my tweet is accurate? Are you really on an FBI watch list now? Uh, I'm pr- I've been on one probably since 2016, I'm guessing. <laughs> now, Alex, uh, you're young. So let me talk to you about yeah. this for a second. You're young. Uh-huh. Okay. You hang out by Mar-a-Lago. You've had Fox yeah. News hosts sign your face. Okay. You're a politically right. passionate man. Where uh-huh. are you right now in 2024 at this point in the primary? Are you ride or die with Trump? Are you open to options? Where are you? Um, I'm definitely open to options because I'm from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to stick with Trump um, because I don't want to lose a great governor. Okay, so you like the idea of him sticking around. Would you? Yep. Ca- now, I, I had a previous caller accuse me of voting for Kanye West. Do you believe I ever voted for Kanye West? Um, I don't think so. From the little I know about you, I don't think you would vote for Kanye West. That seems absurd. <laughs> well, if if asked to choose between Kanye West or Joe Biden, though, what's the call then? Oh, what, what a terrible question. <laughs> um, you're, really, you're really putting me in between a rock and a hard place there. Um, I think I think I'd rather vote for Hillary out of those two. Oh, man. Well, that was that was the right yeah. answer, because she might have killed you if you said anybody but her. So, yeah, right. Do- I don't want to get killed like Epstein, but we don't talk about <laughs> Alex that. behave.
There's a rowdy show today. I'm really on the watch list. Yes, you are, Alex. You're in hot water now. Well, listen, I always appreciate the call. We're going to be down there. Uh, As far as your invitation to do a show from Mar-a-Lago, I don't know that I can do that because it's owned by, you know, I work at the news channel. It's owned by uh, a political candidate. Uh, But if you run into the Trump man, you tell him, Kennedy and I will bring the Laughs and Liberty tour to the pool. Definitely. Also, if you can um, score me two tickets to your show in Arizona, I'll ask my dad and see if we can fly out. You stop it. If you guys want to go, call back next week, and I'll make sure you get tickets. A hundred percent. I mean, Al, we... Meet and greet in the green room? Oh, whatever you need, Alex. I mean, you got to get through security, though. This is starting to sound strategic. I know. I know. know. I'm working on that. I'm working on bribing your security right now. Can I go through the back with no metal detectors? Alex, what's going on here? I thought you were. A, I thought you were a fan. This is taking a turn. I, I know. I know. We'll check Thanks in. You're always welcome, and we'll have our sharpies ready in case we see your pretty face. Definitely. Thank you. Great call, brother. Be well. There he goes. The great Alex down in Naples, Florida, who is always welcome uh, to my show. I met Alex and his dad first at the Patriot Awards uh, down at the Hard Rock in Florida, which probably went a pound for pound. One of the greatest moments I've ever had in my career was hanging out at the Patriot Awards with all the Fox fans because you don't know it until you show up, but it's actually a cable news petting zoo. And what that means is we're all in this big, giant Hard Rock casino. It's gorgeous. The Guitar Hotel, surrounded by tens of thousands of rabid Fox News fans. And they're just in our habitat like it's a zoo. They can feed us. They can pet us. They can take pictures with us. And we had a great time. I had a phenomenal time. It was awesome. And that's where I met Alex and his family. Uh, And they're just fine Americans. And if we could clone all of them, I think the country would be a better place. Wally is also down in Florida. He is in St. Petersburg Beach. Wally! Jimmy, 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 I am uh, happy to call in to discuss a weekend while everybody was enjoying the Memorial Day weekend. I was doing field research, and we got some very good results. Uh, My chiropractor, we developed a Hans bikini helmet. (laughs) And I have to say, my neck is a lot better after this weekend, I'm I'm very happy with the results. I'm I'm going over the video of the field research right now. <laughs> Good for you. So you didn't buy one of them Target bikinis after all? No, no, no. That couldn't get my head to turn. <laughs> Good for you, Wally. I'm dying. Very, but very I funny. Wanted, I, I also want to say, you know, on this JUCO moment, uh, you're talking to a JUCO brother here. Mm that um, we need to start putting our invoices in to um, Senator Scott for mm-hmm. since we got that ball rolling yeah. about three months ago. And we're, we need to get, uh, I think we need to get paid for getting that started. <laughs> Tell Scott to and pony that, up. Yeah, well, and then we're, we're going to do a road trip down to Mar-a-Lago, and with, this is going to be a big one. I'm going to need your help okay. uh, with, with Trump. We're going we're gonna to get him to actually come out and announce that he's going to um, back Governor or, or Senator Scott. Whoa, that would be he a move. Going, that is going to be that is going to be his legacy move is to bow out of the race and throw all of his you know, supporters behind Senator Scott. Well, the one thing but we're going to yeah, go we're going to need we're going to it's going to take a road trip. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Wally, based on what we've heard out of this conversation, this just sounds like a plot by you to see Melania by the pool. <laughs> 
I'm on to Listen, you. that's the ultimate test. That's the ultimate test of the Hans bikini device. <laughs> good call, Wally. You still got research, it. Research never stops. Be well, my man. I love you. Be good. There he goes, the great Wally in St. Petersburg Beach, Florida. Uh, listen, man. Wally says he has a bikini helmet that stops him from looking at all the gorgeous babes at the beach. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> I don't know that that's patented, but to be clear, it is absolutely better than anything they're selling at Target right now. I wanted to play this for you because it's gotten so crazy. So crazy. Okay, we'll start, and I hate to do this, but I do have to play you a clip from The View. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> Here's The View. Sonny Hostin, weapons grade stupid. So dumb she studied for a COVID test. I mean, this is a dumb person. How dumb is she, Jimmy? She's this dumb. Here's the clip. Here's her take on white women. Clip 30. That women, white women in particular, want to protect the patriarchy here because it's to their benefit. They want to make sure that their husbands do well. They want to make sure that their sons do well. They want to make sure that their children do well. And they want to make sure that they do well. Most of the women in some of these studies are married white women. And they do fall in line with what their husbands are doing, what their their husbands are voting. I mean, come on, lady. Are we really? I'm surrounded by idiots. (laughs) <laughs> the white women, they just fall in line with what their husbands do. You are so full of sh. But what's so amazing is, I'm obviously again. These are very dumb people. This is a this is a very low IQ show. I mean, that's part of the hook of the view is you watch it and you come away from it thinking you two could be hosting a daytime talk show with five other gassy women. Uh, very ill informed. Whoopi Goldberg once recommended Jill Biden to be the Surgeon General. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Fair question. But I play this clip a lot on the show. Uh, if you've never heard it, this is this is the IQ level of The View. Dr. Jill becomes the Surgeon General. His wife. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Biden's wife. Because she, you know, she he would too? never do it. But she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. I she's I a doctor like and PhD. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, I, don't I could know. be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a teacher. I think she's, she's, she's oh. a teacher, but... <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs> I think Dr. Jill be a good surgeon general because she's an excellent doctor. <laughs> Not a doctor. But this is who you're dealing with. And they will openly say racist stuff. Oh, white women just shut up and get in line. Dude, if someone got on the air right now and said that about another race, they'd be fired on the spot. Like, they wouldn't even be able to come back from commercial break, and they'd be fired. And I'm so tired of this. It is the soft bigotry of low expectations when it comes to stupid people. It's not specific to race because The View has representatives of every race out there, and the one thing they all have in common is they're all dumb. Bingo. I mean, man, oh boy, oh man. Nah, these stupid white women. They just want to protect the patriarchy. It's a weird take, considering that white women did not vote for Trump in 2020. So why is it so transactional? You know what I mean? It's like when the Democrats threw their weight behind Obama, none of them said we were a sexist, misogynist country because we didn't vote for Hillary. But when people threw their weight behind Trump, we were all of a sudden sexist and misogynist. I think he's got a point. It's, it's just so bizarre and transactional and stupid, you know, but that's who you're dealing with. But then comes the Target claim, which is just so stupid. Okay, Target's out there claiming, you know, that white people, for better or for worse, 
white women need to step up and end <laughs> and need to end white supremacy. That What the hell did you just say? It's not what I said. This is what goes on. This is what we're dealing with in this day and age. Okay? We're living in this say anything moment. I call it the death of shame where anybody can get in front of a microphone and say anything they want, and it works out for them in the long run. No one's like, yeah, you, you know, probably shouldn't have said that. That was a little dumb. They don't do that anymore. They just say whatever the hell they want if it helps along the agenda, if it helps along the conversation they're trying to have. That's what keeps going on. So you constantly get this take, and it's this stupid echo chamber take of, like, white people are bad. White women suck. We need to erase the women. That's what's going on now. It's so crazy. You know, Whoopi Goldberg or Sonny Hostin in this instance telling you white women support the patriarchy. The view is on the side of erasing biological women. Okay, when you really think about that, is that a feminist move to say men can compete against biological women? That's not Title IX. That's Title Nine inches. Okay, but that's what the view supports. So every time you get one of these dopey claims, like, ah, the racist white women, ah, these low-information voters, it's always an exercise in projection. Okay, I can tell you as a guy who my upbringing is very much the byproduct of a lot of uh, intelligent, brilliant, and influential white women, uh, that they don't fall in line. They share their opinions all the time, and you definitely don't always agree with them. Man, oh boy, oh man, okay? The takes I will get from the white women in my family. Now get her out. Get her out of here. Notice how I didn't name names. <laughs> but, it ain't, but it ain't a short list, ladies and gentlemen. But you know how they say racism is a byproduct of ignorance. People hate things. People openly despise things they don't understand. Okay, that's what Sonny Hostin is telling you in that moment. Ah, white people just fall in line. Nah, they just protect the patriarch. That's all they're doing. Okay, what they're telling you is not that white women behave a certain way. What they're telling you is that everyone on The View is stupid. You're absolutely right. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There he is, back in action. Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. You're just another dirtbag. Maybe so, but we're trying to hold this country together uh, one time. <laughs> one audio clip at a time. Play the clip. We don't have it yet, but we're still looking for it. There was some concern earlier in the show that I may have voted for. <laughs> that I may have voted for Kanye West in the 2020 election. Uh, I Listen, I cannot confirm that. Uh, that's that is a fact check false. Not a real thing. But you're always welcome to call in and agree or disagree with the host of the show. That's the whole point. Everyone's welcome. You understand. This is not a show selling you like a one-note political agenda so you vote Republican at the end of the day. If the Republican Party is depending on me, they're screwed. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And that's the point I'm always trying to make over and over again. I don't want to steer the democracy. I'm lucky to be able to steer, steer the show. Most days I can. 
Uh, and then there's today's show, which is another story for another time. But we'll get there. We'll work it out. Tommy Laren's around the block. Uh, she's going to be joining us in the next break. And I'm going to give you one more clip about The View, because The View yesterday started to discuss Kamala Harris's speaking ability. This is a real thing with, again, The View telling us that we just don't get it. It turns out she's a lot smarter than any of us realize. This is part of her legal teaching to speak in the redundancies that she does. You know, you've heard them before. It's the pursuit of doing things better than we have done and seeing what is possible unburdened by what has been. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. What can be unburdened by what has been. What can be Unburdened by what has been. Would you shut up? Seriously. Okay, that clip, by the way, is two minutes long. We don't have time to play that in the view clip. But I have two minutes of her seeing what can be unburdened by what has been. Why? Because she's a moron. That's why. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. Well, here is the view trying to convince you I have a bad eye. Clip 29. The significance of the passage of time. Right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are, because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. During Women's History Month, we celebrate and we honor the women who made history throughout history. She's so, reading so it's just, yeah, well, but if then she's reading prompters. If she's reading a prompter, they need to immediately fix well, that. Well, you are the vice president of the United States. The administration and the president are responsible for protecting her. Well, well, I would, so that I would I would add that as a lawyer, you're generally told when you're speaking that you speak in threes because that's what people remember. So if you're going to talk about a car, you talk about the car, the red car, the fast red car. So I think what you but you don't use the definition was, in the the word in the definition. So I think a part of that is, is that. But 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 again, you know, we can't compare her with the likes of Pence. Uh, no, there's enough Sarah, criticism to Sarah go around. Palin, can, can I get Dan Quayle. Yeah. Oh, the red car. Okay, these are idiots. They're human shielding for a fellow Democrat. There is no comparison of intelligence between Mike Pence. And Kamala Harris, who is weapons grade stupid and has a sociopathic fake laugh. <laughs> but then it dawned on me as I was watching this play out yesterday. It's possible that the people on The View and the viewers on The View, they actually think she's intelligent because comparative to them, pretty much anybody is. Okay. I think he's got a point. Yeah, and the point is, everyone on The View is weapons-grade stupid. Sure, Kamala's right there with him. Okay, but we're not talking about a particularly high intellectual bar when we're talking about the people on The View, the highest streaming show in Guantanamo Bay. The View is awful. It really is. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're so excited to talk to this next guest who took time out from her busy schedule of shopping at Target to join us on the show. Outkick sensation. Tommy Laren back in the house. Hey, girlfriend. 
It's great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I used to be a Target shopper. I will be honest. But then, you know, things got a little bit too rainbowy for me. And also their clothes are, quite frankly, just getting uglier by the day. So it wasn't a big loss to <laughs> cut Target out. <laughs> it's so crazy, though, because there's a lot of people right now that are stepping into the void. They're like, well, they don't shop at Target anymore. Maybe I can make them not shop here either. Have you ever seen brands more out of touch with their customers? Um. I think in the last five years, we've seen that repeatedly. And I think it's so funny, Jimmy, because, you know, all of those on the left that are now so outraged that conservatives are finally boycotting something and making a difference. Let's remember that back in 2020, when everybody was getting canceled, they took an issue with Aunt Jemima on syrup, (laughs) Uncle Ben on rice. Uh All right. The Native American on Lando Lakes. I mean, these people wanted to cancel you know, actual cartoon figures because yes. they were triggered. And now they're mad because we don't want to shop at Target, which promotes transgenderism for minors. Um, okay, take a seat. No, you're not wrong about that. The Democrats at one point wanted to defund the comp and the village people. They're like, we can't have that guy. <laughs> no, no, the YMCA is racist. It's white supremacist. It's got to go, Tommy Lahren. Oh, no, this is, the, this is the dumbest time there's ever been to be alive. But what the left does well, okay, in their circle, not in ours, but in theirs, is they conflate our criticism as an attack on pride, as a, like adult pride. But what we're really calling out is the fact that they're forcing the sexualization of children into the world, and it's kind of just gross. And it wasn't a thing like two or three years ago, you know, at the scale that it is now. But isn't it weird how they're so comfortable talking about sex with young kids? You couldn't do that at work without getting fired, but you could talk about it to like a stranger's kid and it's okay. Well, this is their natural progression, right? So initially, you know, there was conservative outcry about pride in general. And then we progressed, and then a lot of conservatives got used to it, and we don't care if you want to have rainbows and whatever. Mm -hmm. But then they started to go after kids, and that's where conservatives drew the line, and that is the hill that we will die on. And I think beyond that, though, this also caused us to take a look back and say, hey, listen, pride used to be about, this group of people celebrating themselves. Mm -hmm. And then it transformed into everybody has to celebrate this group of people. I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I don't see a lot of people being forced to celebrate my sexual preferences. Okay. (laughs) Why? Why must we celebrate theirs? Right. And everybody's not like, Oh, let's throw a parade because you married a man. You know, (laughs) we don't do that. Well, listen, I got a couple of truckers on the line that would definitely celebrate yours, Tommy, if you need to know. I don't know. I don't know if you get a month out of these guys, but they'd, they'd certainly be passionate about it. Tommy Lahren is on the line. She is the host of Tommy Lahren is Fearless on Outkick. She's a Fox News contributor on Twitter at Tommy Lahren, L-A-H-R-E-N. And uh, we're just kind of having a state of the union about the world. I'm fascinated because there's two things going on, okay, that we've been talking about. I had this conversation with Tudor Dixon last week. There's also a war on hot chicks in the beer industry. Getting past the Bud Light thing for a second, Miller Light tried to make it kind of a, a, de- a deterrent, even a detriment, to be a woman in a bikini. That was the take. It was, well, for years the beer industry marketed to its drinkers by putting women in bikinis. But if someone is so good looking, you can actually sell a product by associating it with their appearance, I don't consider that an insult to women. But what do you say about that? Well, these are also the same people, and this is the cognitive dissonance of all of this that really frustrates me, right? So they have a problem with hot girls in bikinis, but then when Lizzo puts on a bikini, they celebrate it. <laughs> they so do. you're telling me if you are fit, 
that that is oppressive, uh-huh. and that's the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. But if you have fat rolls hanging out everywhere, that's somehow empowering and is <laughs> inspirational. No, give me a break. They have to have a message or discard your message altogether because you can't pick and choose which women you want to uplift and which body type you want to uplift. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm no, done with it. That's where the feminist movement has lost us. Although there's no, no, there's no question there, Tommy. I would, I will give you this. I say this all the time. The best thing that could ever happen to the obesity epidemic in this country is someone like Lizzo coming out as a Republican, because we all know if you're a Democrat and you're overweight, you're body positive. But if you're a Republican, you're overweight. They would call you fat in a second. Have you ever heard the, things they say about Caitlyn Jenner in a support all trans people world she was the face of the movement and the minute she was like I'm a Republican they were like screw you Bruce get the hell out of here so is there it's kind of like a double standard is it not Oh, it certainly is. And again, that's because the left doesn't really have a message. They really don't have a platform. When you start to strip away all of the labels that they put on us and and all of the cries that they make about the climate or feminism or the patriarchy or LGBT, when you start to actually strip all of that away, you realize that there's nothing there. The emperor has no clothes, but they have to continue to cry because if they don't, what are they left with? Joe? (laughs) Kamala? I mean, that's not really a message that's going to get anybody to the ballot box. No, they're in a bad spot right now. We're talking to the great Tommy Lahren. Uh, As a sports fan, uh, did you ever think we'd see a day where the Major League Baseball Dodgers were honoring transgender nuns uh, on the ball field after the game? I feel like this escalated quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Los Angeles, right? So the state religion is gay in in California. So Uh we know this. So it's not surprising as someone who lived there for several years. Mm -hmm. But here's what I think we're starting to see, though. I am married to a former baseball player, now a current coach. Mm -hmm. And I'm well aware that most baseball players are conservative. Not Mm -hmm. all, but Mm -hmm. the majority of baseball players are conservative. Mm -hmm. And they've had to stand by for so long and do the pride nights and salute all these false idols that they don't want to salute. But then things started getting blasphemous, and then that's where you pushed them too far. So now you're starting to see these athletes finally coming out and standing up. And I think it's great that they finally pushed us, and when I say us, I mean conservatives, to the limit. Because finally we're willing to stand up. You know, when it was just a little here, a little there, nobody wanted to rock the boat. But now it's getting so egregious that we have no choice but to stand up. So it actually might be a good thing. They have done the work for us. So thank you to the radical left. There you go, Tommy Laren. The show is called Tommy Laren is Fearless. You can watch it on Outkick. It's legendary stuff. When are you back in New York? When are we going to hang, man? Uh, I'll see you very soon. You know, I was there uh, with Joe Concha when you were out that day, and I was I was sitting in your seat uh, admiring your trinkets, and you've acquired <laughs> more since the last time I was there, so I can't wait to get back. You know, your producer did assure me that he cleaned off your seat with some Clorox wipes before I arrived, but I don't know. I, I didn't see him do it, so the verdict is still out on that Yeah, one. don't don't take Mikey's word for that. Uh, you bring a hazmat suit to this studio. There's a lot of shady stuff going on in the radio business. You know that. <laughs> uh, Tommy, we love you the best. Have a big day. We'll do it again soon. All right, talk to you soon. There she don't goes. Don't forget tomorrow's Pride Day, Jamie. Tomorrow's the first day. <laughs> I'll, see at so... the, I'll see at Target. I'll see you at the display. Right. Have fun. <laughs> so funny. There she goes, the great Tommy Laren. She's not taking it. But she's right. It's such a double standard with all of this. I talk about this in my act with Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, if you met Caitlyn Jenner, she's been on the show. 
She's cool. Like, she would talk to you about issues about the world. She would also tell you biological men should not be competing against biological women. And for taking that stance, she has been ostracized by the Democratic Party. Remember the people who told you we have to support her no matter what? All Democrats, all liberals deserve our support. Democrats are so full of crap. Yeah, but all all trans people do not. If they're conservative, get them out of here is the point I was trying to make. And that's where it is a scam. Okay, and there are so many weird sliding scales when it comes to political violence, when it comes to people's ideology. You know, feminism is not a female movement. It is a political movement. Okay, if you're a pro-life woman, pro-life, are you getting invited to a women's march? The answer would be no. No chance. Zero. Think about that. You have a better chance of getting invited to a women's march if you have a penis than if you have a baby. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know. But it's like, it's, you know, sometimes the real news we're discussing is like, can I say this on the air? I I guess I can't. It's the news. Okay, when you really think about that, it's so crazy. Because positions we agreed on, there's nobody. A good example I would give you. Okay, Sasha Baron Cohen played Borat. Ali J. A lot of funny stuff. Okay, had a This Is America thing on Showtime. He had a series. He had a weekly episodic series on Showtime when Trump first got into office. And all the way back in 2017, okay, into the winter of 2018 when the series ran, they closed the season finale with a sketch where, you know, he wouldn't clown woke people. And the claim at the end of the season finale was that the left was going to get so woke they were going to start to pretend that men could have babies. That was the premise. And at the time this sketch occurred, which is a little less than five years ago, that was considered the height of absurdity. Oh, my, could you imagine they were pretending men could have women? They're crazy. Uh, Could have babies? Yes. Turns out they could. Okay, they could pretend men could have babies. And that's where we now find ourselves, something we considered farce as recently as three or four years ago. Okay, we're now being told we're bigots if we don't play along with the farce. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. But they now want you to believe Fred Rogers would be a hateful bigot. Come on, Mr. Rogers. What the hell's wrong with that guy? That's what they would have you believe. For what? He was supporting biology? But that's the world we're now living in, okay? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay? I played this clip. Uh, Rochelle Lefebvre, she was, of course, an actress on Twilight. She was saying yesterday she can't take her non-binary seven-year-old to Target anymore because they moved the pride display to the back of the store. It's clip 34. That's where the pride display used to be. I came in here two days ago, and my seven-year-old, who's non-binary, saw it and said, Look, Mom, it's pride. Look, they're going to celebrate me. I can't bring them here anymore, at least for the entire month of June, because if they walk in, and all the other people who walk in and go... Where'd it go? We could do so much better than this. We're not supposed to negotiate with the terrorists. That was absolutely dreadful. 
We're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists. That was embarrassing. Terrorists. The word she used was terrorists. Shut up, fool. I mean, come on, girlfriend. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Get out of here and take your mother with you. Seriously. Okay, and by the way, here's some good news for you. If you can't take your seven-year-old to the store anymore, she's excited because seven-year-olds don't want to go to the store. With nothing to do with going to the store. But again, the argument becomes, well, they moved the pride display. They used to have a pride display in the front of the store. Now it's in the back of the store. Yo, you're being celebrated in the store. You are not living in an oppressed country if you are being celebrated in the store. Do you understand? If you went to a department store in the Middle East, okay, and you put up a pride display, it might not be called Target, but it sure would become one pretty quick from the government. Okay, from their value system. And again, they're not the gold standard we adhere to. But the lack of perspective in this country is embarrassing. And Target is not being boycotted because they support pride. Pride has been around forever. Okay, forever. Parade's been here. It's huge. Okay, there is nowhere in society where the pride movement is being denied their rights, not the right to get married, not the right to vote, to work, to buy a home, to adopt children, to pretend they can give birth to children. We're acknowledging and supporting of all of this. The only thing people have taken issue with again and again and again is the sexualization of children. If Target said happy Pride Month, they're not boycotting it. But Target, okay, sold a bathing suit for two-year-olds who could tuck their genitalia in so they could pretend to be women. This is absolutely gross. Because understand, if your two-year-old is a boy who thinks he's a girl, it's because you beat that into his head. That's true. That is true. Okay, two-year-olds are not walking around going, I think I'm trapped in the wrong body. Two-year-olds just got out of another body. They spent nine months in there. They just got out. They're just trying to make sense of the place. Okay, they have no idea. They might be in their wrong body unless you spend every single day being like, honey, you know, you might be in the wrong body. You seem a little down in the dumps. You didn't finish your mac and cheese. You sure you're not in the wrong body? Honey, I got your pint of ice cream. You only ate half of it. What if you're in the wrong body? I mean, maybe the other body would eat the whole thing. That's what these parents are doing. These are crazy people, crazy people. If you want to be trans, you have every right to be trans. When you're 18 and you're fully formed and you can think for yourself, go be trans. Why the hell not? Live it up, dude. Do whatever you want to your body. I'm not telling you not to. But any country, any and any corporate world that's on board with genetically genetically mutilated kids before we know, okay, what the long term consequence of doing so are going to be. That's barbaric. That's cavalier. Okay, they're giving them puberty blockers. Okay, they're performing surgeries on them. With no regard for the long-term effect. The only thing they're concerned about is the short-term effect on their bank accounts. Money, 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 money. And the problem with all this woke marketing is, again, it's not prioritizing the needs of the customer. It's prioritizing the needs of these woke advertising firms that want to increase their DEI scores. That's why real men of genius are now real them of genius. 
Budweiser presents Real Them of Genius. Real Them of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Mr. Biological Male pretending to be a woman. Millions of beer drinkers spend the day working a grueling shift on the construction site, but you pranced around the house on TikTok dressed as a six-year-old girl. You're a kid Anyone can hang their hat up after a long shift, but only a true hero can take off their dress and untape their nuts. Ow, that stinks! So crack open an ice-cold bud, Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. Normally, beer comes in a cardboard case, but thanks to you, it now comes in a mental case. Mr. Biological Male, pretending to be a woman. The show that's standing up to big tech. Get those nerds! Nerd! Nerds! You're listening to Fox Across America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Bottom of the ninth. Here on Fox Across America, your radio buddy about to become your TV buddy. I'll be on with Kennedy tonight on the Fox Business Network in the 7 p.m. hour on the East Coast. I'll also be joining Sean Hannity live in studio tonight in front of a raucous live studio audience full of Fox fans. Apparently they're already over there. They're tailgating right now. They're getting the chicken wire up in front of the stage in case it goes full Blues Brothers. They start throwing bottles of beer at us. You never know. Uh, Epic show, as always, today. I thought we knocked it out of the park. All right. Well, I feel like we hit it at least to the warning track. Uh, Well, the point is we'll get them next time. We are back here again tomorrow. It's going to be a wild one. Until then, uh, you can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. All we ever ask is that you don't be a Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.